Hachette Audio presents The Fifth Witness by Michael Connolly. Read by Peter Giles. This is for Dennis Wojciechowski, with many thanks. Part 1. The Magic Words. Mrs. Pena looked across the seat at me and held her hands up in a beseeching manner. Please, you help me, Mr. Mickey? I looked at Rojas, who was turned around in the front seat, even though I didn't need him to translate. I then looked past Mrs. Pena, over her shoulder and through the car's window, to the home she desperately wanted to hold on to. It was a bleached pink two-bedroom house with a hard scrabble yard behind a wire fence. My eyes finally came back to her. She was 44 years old and attractive in a worn sort of way. She was the single mother of three teenage boys and had not paid her mortgage in nine months. Now the bank had foreclosed and was moving in to sell the house out from under her. Tell her I will try my best, I said. Tell her I am pretty certain I will be able to stop the auction and challenge the validity of the foreclosure. I nodded and waited while Rojas translated. I had been using Rojas as my driver and interpreter ever since I had bought the advertising package on the Spanish radio stations. I felt the cell phone in my pocket vibrate. I ignored it. Tell her that she has to understand that this isn't a solution to her problems. I can delay things and we can negotiate with her bank, but I am not promising that she won't lose the house. Rojas translated, making hand gestures where I had not. Now tell her that I also need to be paid for my work. Give her the schedule, a thousand up front, and the monthly payment plan. How much on the monthly and how long? I looked out at the house again. Mrs. Pena had invited me inside, but I preferred meeting in the car. This was drive-by territory, and I was in my Lincoln Town Car BPS. That stood for Ballistic Protection Series. I bought it used from the widow of a murdered enforcer with the Sinaloa cartel. The lesson learned from the Sinaloa man was that you don't leave the car unless you have to. Make it two fifty a month. Make sure she knows she's getting a deal and that she can never be late with the payments. We can take a credit card if she has one with any juice on it. Rojas translated, with more gestures and many more words than I had used, while I pulled my phone. The text had come from Lorna Taylor. Call me ASAP. I'd have to get back to her after the client conference. A typical practice would have an office manager and receptionist, but I didn't have an office other than the back seat of my Lincoln, so Lorna ran the business end of things and answered the phones at the West Hollywood condo she shared with my chief investigator. My mother was Mexican-born, and I understood her native language better than I ever let on. When Mrs. Pena responded, I knew what she said, the gist of it, at least. But I let Rojas translate it all back to me anyway. She promised to go inside the house to get the $1,000 cash retainer and to dutifully make the monthly payments. I figured that if I could extend her stay in the house to a year, my take would be four grand total. Okay, we have a deal, I said. Tell her to go in and get the money while I print out a contract and receipt. We'll get going on this today.